0: Hey friends, welcome to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Carmen. And we basically solve all the world's problems here on the podcast. Just kidding. We talk about holistic healing.
1: We explore ways to change our thinking um, and the mind-body connection to stimulate healing in our body.
0: So you know, all that mind-body-soul stuff. Yep, that's what we talk about each week. So thanks for joining us. Let's get started.
1: folks welcome back to episode 70 um thanks for joining us today on our podcast and today we're going to talk about the oh so exciting utis (laughs) Um, i wanted to bring this up because i'm having more women who are coming um and asking for help with reoccurring utis and um the standard of care if you get a UTI urinary tract infection right is to take an antibiotic and then um that antibiotic not does not just affect your urinary tract bugs but also uh systemically right your microbiome in your gut as well and so then um we know right that chronic antibiotic use can lead to things like yeast infections that can also lead to um a poor gut health and so usually by the time they get to poor gut health that's when they're coming to me because i know that our gut health is important Mm -hmm. and so i'm always trying to figure out what that root cause is and they're like oh well i have to take an antibiotic every month because i'm getting these utis so it's like all right let's back up a little bit and figure out why um Women are getting chronic UTIs every month, right? Every other month. Um, if it's more than three or four times a year, you're getting a urinary tract infection,
0: something's up, right? Yeah, like two things here. Quit wiping back to front and quit wearing your stupid thong because it's pulling feces towards your vagina.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, So there's uh, a couple of things. So not only, so that would be um, like the exposure, right? The most common bacteria that causes UTIs is E. coli, right? That's coming from the stool. It's coming from the um, anus. And so we've got to be careful of that. Um, You don't see UTIs in men that often because
0: there's a much, there's more, um, the distance area. between that those two openings are a lot, hopefully, for the women, is much larger. a lot further, yeah, so the bacteria has to go a lot
1: further, so it's a lot less likely for men than it is for women, um, so we have to be uh, very conscious of that. Um, the other thing this puts, uh, throws out there is that it's not just um, the introduction of E. coli from the gut health, right? but also when we talk about the microbiome, those are the bugs that live in and on our skin. Um, Our vaginal vault has a whole host of bacteria within the microbiome, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And usually the environment of um, the vaginal vault is usually a higher pH. It's usually a little bit more acidic. Um, So the bugs and the bacteria that live um, in that area that keep that area healthy are, pH-loving bacteria, right? So if we have a tendency to over-clean or like to douche with some products um, because we've, I don't know, have been taught that um, there has to be a level of cleanliness, right? And if there's an odor, right, people think that there's something wrong. Um, and it's really the bacteria that is producing that odor. But
0: um, so people will overly clean and they'll kind of like sterilize the area, if you will. I so think that, we be very specific on that. Like, because people like clear, like we are not supposed to use soap on our vagina. Right. Our, our vagina is, is self-cleaning, right? Like, water it, only, right? Like you just use water only to get in those cracks and crevices. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, people will use, yeah, like antibacterial soap or body wash. Um, And so that changes and disrupts that bacteria in the environment, right? So people will think like body wash is safe. Um, Well, you can choose to use body wash, right? But um, you don't want (laughs) to use it um, in the groin area, right? I mean, we need- never
0: thought of this before you and I, I don't know, probably like a year and a half ago. Like I never thought about it, but the analogy just came to my mind. I would never take body wash and wash my mouth or my nose with it. Yeah. Why in the heck would I be using body wash down there in another opening? Yeah. (laughs) It's never thought of it. Yeah. Well, it changes the
1: environment. A lot of people don't think about it. Right. Um, And sometimes if they have a tendency, like um to have vaginal itching right they'll think that it's um because there is an infection or yeah um and uh, and then some body washes they they may have heard okay don't use body wash but then they may change to um something like baby shampoo right i've been seeing people are using things like baby shampoo um it's still soap
0: with perfume in it typically or other
1: fragrances yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, technically it's, it's hypoallergenic. That's why, um, you can put it on babies and it won't cause tears if it gets the shampoo in their eyes, but, um, it's, it's still a soap, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's better to not use that in the
0: groin area. And you know, even on the backside, sorry, I keep interrupting you. That's okay. Like nobody ever taught that stuff and people aren't willing to have this like very, blank, blunt. you know, very just transparent conversation. Yeah. So yeah. can you use soap on the backside or you're saying no soap front or back, no soap? No, just water,
1: right? Just okay. use water. Um, I mean the, both of those, uh, openings or like they're self-cleaning, self-eliminating. I mean, you have to w- wipe, right. And for some people who have, um, who don't, uh, who may have bowel movements may be towards a constipation or more towards like loose stools, right? Um, they have, might have a little bit more residual um, stool uh, after evacuation. So yeah, definitely wipe adequately, but um, n- we don't need soap there. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, so, <laughs> so there's things that we can do to also, um, promote the natural bacteria right and the environment of uh, the groin area right vaginal vault anus um and a lot of that has it does it kind of stems from our food um Mm -hmm. if we're eating a lot of processed food a lot of simple sugars we're changing the environment not just in our gut but also within the vaginal vault so what i see is if people um eat a lot of um sugars, right? They do a lot of sweets, um, not just the simple carbohydrates, but just a lot of like sweets in general, right? Candies, sugars, cakes, donuts, sugar in their coffee, um, you, you name it, um, that changes the environment. Um, and people have a tendency to have more yeast infections um, as a result of that, because they're getting sort of systemic candida. And then it, um, presents as a a vaginal candida, right? So like a yeast infection. Um, If people have that change in that pH because they're eating more sugar and it's changing the bacteria, they're gonna be more susceptible to um, UTIs. Okay. Yeah. So um, most folks, yeah, who are having those recurring UTIs, if we clean up the diet, Um, cut out those sugars right you've got to change the pH we need to more be more acidic pH and it needs to be a natural pH not just more acidic because now all of a sudden you're douching with yeah um, pH balancing um, uh, products right a lot of um, I didn't think people use douche anymore but apparently people are still they still sell it in the stores so they're still using it Um, I was kind of big in the eighties, you know, um, (laughs) and so I, I guess, um, I I don't know, people are still learning that. So, and it'll say it's pH balancing, right. To help, to promote that acidic environment. Um, but it's, it's just putting a bandaid on the situation. We have to correct the terrain. Um, now when we, when now, Sometimes it can be a little bit tricky, and but people who have reoccurring UTIs often know um, what those symptoms are like for them, okay? So uh, usually the textbook UTI picture will be um, increased frequency, burning with urination, right? Maybe like a bladder fullness sensation, usually um, Did I say pain with urination? Yeah, Um, it may be a level of incontinence that they hadn't had before. Um, Yeah, because I mean, it's a bacteria imbalance, right? And so it's creating those symptoms. Um, Now for some folks who've had reoccurring UTIs, uh, they may not get that pain with burning anymore, but they still may get the increased frequency. They may notice a change in the smell of the urine Right. Sometimes, like, um, sometimes our urine changes the smell depending on what we've eaten. Mm -hmm. Um, But if all of a sudden it changes to this like really weird smell, that you're like, oh, you know, hey, something's something's not right. I tell people you got to pay attention to those signs, right, or those symptoms. because that's giving you the evidence of, hey, what can I do? Or I can do something now to change this instead of waiting it to turn into a full-blown infection and then have to be on antibiotics.
0: Do you think that the conventional medical community, when people come in with a UTI, is it standard practice to test them for, and it's not called STDs now, it's called STIs. Yes. No. Because those are the st- you can have the same of symptoms if you have an STI. Uh, yes, like can. chlamydia. Those the symptoms are very similar. Yes, um, n- unless
1: there's something in the story or in the history uh, mm-hmm. that may be suggestive, right? They may ask how many sexual partners do you have, or are you sexually active? How many sexual partners do you have? Are they same sex or opposite sex partners? Um, and so if in that history, they get a feel that there is a possibility of an STI, then they will run that lab. Um, but that's usually not like the, f- not always the first line, right? It kind of depends on um,
0: sort of how yeah complex the case is. That's interesting, but isn't the statistics now one in, it's either one in two or one in three people have STIs. Yes, yes. Um, it's going up drastically. You would think it would become standard practice. Like, well, let's see if this is really is a UTI or if this is an STI.
1: Um, the, the, so UTIs are really easy to diagnose in the office because you just you pee in a cup, right? And they can do a dipstick and they can look and say, OK, um, Oftentimes, that's what they'll do, at least in private practices, right? And that's something that they can come up with those results very quickly, within three minutes, you can have those results. And so even if you're going to a doctor's office that has a lab attached um, or urgent care, right, or something like that, they can get that diagnosis within three minutes, send you on your way with antibiotics. Now, if it comes back negative and um, you're, you're experiencing those symptoms, that's when they will take that next step and try to rule it out with, yeah, um, STI screenings and other things. So um, they tried to identify the most obvious first.
0: Okay.
1: So, and then, um, and usually the other thing is that, so they get that diagnosis within three minutes and the STRIP, doesn't tell you what bacteria is causing the infection okay Mm -hmm. all it says is hey there's bacteria present or hey there's white blood cells or your immune system is fighting off something and so based on that they give you a prescription now if that prescription doesn't help that's when they will go a little bit further right? Um, they may do take another urine sample and then they will start to grow it and do what they call a culture and sensitivity to identify and say, okay, is it a different bacteria than E. coli that we didn't expect? Or if, you know, is it, and what in a specific antibiotics it's reactive to um, or sensitive to. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when, um, if folks have a history, I always ha- um, inform them and tell them, ask your doctor to do a culture and sensitivity every time you do every time you pee in a cup and you do a ua if you suspect it's a um a uti and you've had them in the past okay Mm -hmm. because there are other bacteria that can cause um utis and sometimes those antibiotics are not as um uh helpful and that's where sometimes um, natural things can be helpful to prevent UTIs or you can catch it early before it turns into a full-blown yeah um, urinary tract infection. Um, the other component is that if you suspect you have a UTI and you don't wanna go to the doctor um, and get that diagnosis, um, it's gonna be important to do something, okay? Because the trick is with UTIs is that it starts, it usually starts in the urethra, right? That's where the urine exits the body. Okay. Um, then it, uh, if it doesn't, um, from the urethra, um, it goes up and then opens into the bladder, right? So if you don't address it um, in some form or fashion, when the infections in the urethra it can go up to the bladder, if you don't address it, then it can go up to the ureters and it can um, affect the kidneys right? When we get a kidney infection, that is very bad news. Mm So um, I'm going to encourage people to do something, whether that is to get an antibiotic or whether that's to get natural things on board Mm -hmm. um, and not let it progress to the kidneys because the UTI by itself is not entirely benign. um, But uh, I wanted to bring it up today because um, reoccurring UTIs is a symptom or a sign of something
0: more something bigger yeah so what is a primary like what can they do to prevent them what are they like the the three things or the whatever however many things like you shouldn't even be to a place of like having to treat them like you I, i literally have never had a uti in my life oh that's that's fantastic Good.
1: Um, so the things to avoid getting UTIs, especially if you have a tendency to have them is is definitely address the diet, right? You've got to reduce the sugars. You've got to get the yeast under control, that candida, systemic candida under control. Mm-hmm. Um, we already kind of, oh, yes. Um, the other one that maybe people have heard of, um, usually we've been told like, hey, try cranberry juice, right? Cranberry juice helps with, UTIs. The reason it helps is because cranberries are very high in an amino acid called mannose. Um, There's two different forms of mannose. There's L mannose and D mannose. D mannose in supplement form um, inhibits the E. coli from attaching to the wall of the bladder. Right, so that bacteria will go up through the urethra and then it gets into the bladder, and it's like, hey, I can set up shop here, right, and replicate and and um, grow and and produce more E. coli. Yeah. Well, if it can't attach to the wall of the bladder, then um, it won't stay. Right, so um, that's where that cranberry juice is helpful, um, or getting a Manos in a capsule form, um, drinking water. <laughs> is very important <laughs> for this process for two reasons one um it flushes things out right yeah. so the more the water that you drink on a regular basis it keeps um the bladder moving it keeps so that that bacteria doesn't um set up shop along or attached to the wall of the gallbladder um it also helps to decrease the um the concentration of the urine as well, right? Um, So that bacteria won't find that environment really inviting um, to begin to reproduce. And um, so we're flushing and we're diluting the urine, right? So we gotta drink plenty of water. Um, Especially, sometimes we don't think of UTIs in kids, but in the summertime, especially little girls um, will have a tendency to um, have increased risk of UTIs if they stay in their swimsuit too long or if they're not drinking enough water. So I tell parents, make sure you're getting your kids, make sure that they're drinking water, especially in the summertime. And um, once they're finished swimming in the pool, you know, take off that swimsuit, put on shorts or something. Um, Don't let them wear swimsuits all day. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes. Drink water. Uh, Cranberry juice or D-manos. And then uh, we talked about some of the preventative things, right? Um, Don't don't wear thongs as often. (laughs) Um, Pay attention to uh, the hygiene, right? Are you cleaning from front to back? Don't expose it. Um, Taking baths, right? Making sure that you're clean before you take a bath and get into a bathtub because then if the backside, if your backside is not clean and you get into a bath, you've really just exposed, yeah, um, everything to E. coli, because yeah, um, you weren't clean to begin with. So <laughs> um, some of those things are, yeah, kind of obvious things, but um, I'm, yeah, I'm still seeing UTIs. And then um, I had another one and I lost it. Um, thongs baths, Soap, nope. Douches. Oh yeah. Don't do ju- douches. Don't use soap. Right. Um, if you suspect that you have an odor or have um, mm, bacterial imbalance in the vaginal vault or within the groin area, um, you got to eat more green stuff, right? Chlorophyll um, will help to balance out the bacteria, right? There's been... Te- plenty of studies that talk about chlorophyll and body odor. Because the more green stuff you eat, the more green veggies, um, anything that's, that's green essentially has chlorophyll in it. That's what makes up, pl- makes plants green or vegetables green. So um, that increase in chlorophyll will actually change the microbe of the body inside and outside. Um, so it will kill or make the environment unpleasant for those odor causing bacteria to continue to grow okay so um, you can get chlorophyll supplements now chlorophyll extracts right you can get chlorella in tablets um you could just eat more spinach and um, (laughs) i know a lot of people don't always like kale but you know throw it in your smoothie get that extra douse of green veggies um or if you like to eat weeds, get those green weeds in um, to change the microbiome. Not
0: weed, weeds.
1: Weeds, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, so those are kind of our, our big things, um, but the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because if you're constantly getting, um, yeah, those urinary tract infections, you're constantly getting those antibiotics to take care of them, it's, you're just addressing the symptom. Right, and uh, unfortunately the more antibiotic use that you um, have uh, the, the more damage is occurring to your overall health, right? Um, because it's not just taking out the bacteria that's causing the infection, you're affecting your whole body and the foundation of our health because you're changing the bacteria within the gut as well. And so, um, there are specific probiotics out there uh, for women. Um, they add, they market them as uh, probiotics for women for vaginal health, um, and I often recommend those. Yeah, um, they're since they are marketed towards women it doesn't mean that men can't take them right men have bacteria as well um, in the (laughs) groin area and so sometimes i have wives who'll say my husband won't take this probiotic because it says women women on it i was like they're just bugs right those bugs do not discriminate (laughs)
0: look look people it says women on there because of marketing
1: it's all (laughs) marketing because they know
0: women will spend money exactly So um,
1: making sure, yeah, that you, um, if you're having reoccurring issues or if you're worried about the odor, a probiotic, um, it will be very, very helpful. Um, It supports the gut health, but again, it will also support um, the microbiome, yeah, within the groin area. So, yes, yeah. We gotta love our probiotics. Let that microbiome work for you, not against you. Right. You quit working against it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up and I, maybe because it's summer and I don't know, maybe people are wearing swimsuits more often, but um, it's becoming a common question here lately.
0: And Swimsuits is just because it's like water or the bacteria in the water you're swimming in is now like pushed up close to your vagina? Yeah, it's usually the moisture. It's usually the moisture that's kind of changing the pH in the
1: environment. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, we've. Um, it's the same thing if people are constantly wearing, um, like, un- like spandex underwear, right? Like underwear that have us that are like that um, stretchy spandex, like a lot of our clothes are made out of these days. Yeah it's not cotton and it doesn't really breathe that well. Yeah. But with swimsuits because it's closer in vicinity um, and that moisture has a tendency to cause the wrong bacteria to grow. And um, since it's so close to the urethra, it just travels upward. I gotcha. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Probiotics drink more water. (laughs) Do, uh, um, a, uh, uh, it's something like a D-manos. Um If you're looking to address your UTI naturally, um, we have a ton of natural um, antibacterial, antibiotic type herbs out there. Um, most of those will work in um, a UTI. It's just another infection, right? Um, most of those will work taken orally um, to kind of help balance things out. But um, don't ignore them uh, there because they're not going to, they don't often go away on their own, mm-hmm. um, and we want to prevent something turning into a kidney infection because um, it, yeah, wasn't addressed at the first, at the beginning. Yeah. So,
0: yes. All right.
1: Cool. Any other questions?
0: Mm-mm.
1: All right, that's my PSA for
0: today. <laughs> All right, friends. We'll see you guys next week. Do you love reading books? Of course you do, so do we. That's why we started a book club. It's a monthly subscription where you receive a box that has really fun prizes or gifts in it that go along with that month's theme and we rotate our books. One month we read a book about body, mind, and then soul. It's so fun to have this community of people that are interested in holistic wellness and we get to talk about all sorts of different topics based on that month. And just getting everybody's different perspective. So if you're looking for a community of holistic minded people and you love reading, this is going to be the best community for you. It's so fun. Our members just talk about how fun it is to receive each month's box with a surprise book and a surprise gift. We meet via Zoom only twice a month to discuss the book. So if you're interested, go to thriveandalignhealing.com forward slash book club to join. And we look forward to seeing you in the months to come.